0: The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio.
1: Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation, get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, what's happening? Get on in here. <laughs> Hope you had a great weekend. Mine wasn't so bad. 855-525-5683 is the number. It's called Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. We hear Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 p.m. on joinetradio.com. Catch us on the podcast as well. Download us uh, from the podcast. And, of course, don't forget about social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So we're kind of all over the place So you can get in touch with us So much stuff to talk about this weekend uh, This week hmm, Where do I start? I have a great black fact for you And all of that stuff So I hope you'll stick and stay I want to remind you to Make sure That you join uh, The Eric uh, the uh, Not the Eric But the William E. Thrasher Boys Club Facebook page uh, we're trying to raise some money for them. So let's let's get that party started, okay, if you don't mind, all right? If you grew up in Little Rock, you know the William E. Thrasher's, Thrasher Boys Club helped a lot of young brothers, you know, helped a lot of mothers where they could send their kids to the boys club and they were safe. So uh, the building uh, is in disrepair. It needs some work. The pool needs to be fixed. Of all times, the the way the heat is where we are, I don't know where you are in other parts of the country, but here in Little Rock, the heat's so bad, we need that pool fixed. Okay? (laughs) Please. (laughs) Let's let's get that done. All right? So, uh, uh, tell you what we're going to talk about. Nicole Hannah-Jones is in the news. We'll talk about her. Y'all remember her? 1619 Project, New York Times. I've got the book right here. In fact, I can... Uh, uh, I can see it from where I am right now uh, Fantastic book by the way You need to read it uh, She's in the news uh, Also uh, the DOJ And the January 6th Committee We we'll Talk a little bit about that uh, As well And uh, the Georgia DA <laughs> uh, She ain't playing funny is not playing Alright We'll talk about that. Uh she's gonna she gonna get her get her some stuff. Uh also, uh the education gap is widening between blacks and whites. And it should scare us all, considering the fact that we all talk about education so much. Uh, that is a concern and should be a concern uh uh as well for all of us, man. Oh. When I read that article I was like man I mean does it Does it ever end You know what I'm saying Uh, Also uh, there's a report out uh, By Uvalde About Uvalde And uh, We're going to talk about that Of course uh, Interesting story came out last night I mean last week About the HOV lanes Now I know a lot of cities, like the city that I reside here now, they don't. we don't have HOV lanes, all right? But when you go to other cities, the HOV lanes are prominent and real. And I'm gonna tell you, you better not get in them HOV lanes, you're gonna get cut, all right? So there was a story came out about a pregnant woman who was riding in the HOV lanes, and they gave her a ticket. And she challenged it on the grounds that now that the Supreme Court is saying that our fetus is a human being, why shouldn't it count for two people? (laughs) And also, we want to give a shout out to the mayor as well. The basketball courts are back, and we are thrilled about that uh, as well. So uh, that is fantastic. All right. So, but before we do anything, and I guess I could have did it this way. Um, let's go ahead and do um, Black Facts.
0: Dynamic Black Facts. Our culture, our history, our people.
1: All right. So, when I was growing up. Saturday Afternoon Westerns was the stuff. And one that we got on a regular basis was the Lone Ranger. And growing up, not knowing any better, uh, oh, and let's not forget about Tonto, his faithful Indian sidekick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm being facetious. Okay. Um but there were times when we cheered for Tonto. I mean I cheered for Tonto. Um the Lone Ranger was a white man who wore a mask, who um shot silver bullets according to the television um event. That was, and of course, his Indian tracker, he rode a a painted horse or something like that. And of course, the Lone Ranger rode a white horse. He was a hero, right? Well, it wasn't until later in my life that I realized that that Lone Ranger was not the person that we thought he was he was at least at least who he was portrayed to be okay so i want to tell you about the real lone ranger there's no debate any longer and part of it is has relations to arkansas so let's check this out When the Lone Ranger debuted on radio in Detroit, in 1933 racism was at a high pitch in the United States. That the story could have possibly originated with an African American could never be published or talked about publicly. I wrote about the similarities in my biography on Bass Reeves. Black Gun, Silver Star. I stated in the book that we could not, we would not be able to prove conclusively that Reeves was the inspiration for the Lone Ranger. We can say unequivocally that Bass Reeves is the closest person to, remem- to resemble the fictional Lone Ranger on the American Western frontier. Here are the similarities. Bass Reeves was a Texan, like the Lone Ranger. Research shows that the name was a fictional character, was Reed. No first name given in the radio or television show. Reed is similar to Reeves. Bass Reeves handed out silver dollars, the Lone Ranger gave out silver bullets. Bass Reeves rode a gray horse that had the appearance of being white. Additionally, he rode uh, several horses during his long tenure as a logman. The Deputy U.S. Marshal in the Indian Territory were mandated by the federal law to take at least one posse man with them when they went into the field to arrest felons. Many of Bass Reeves' posse men were American Indians. At one time, he worked with Grant Johnson, an African American, and African Indian, who had strong Indian features. Their work together was said to be legendary. Many of the white settlers in the Indian Territory did not know or remember Reeves's name. They just referred to him as the Black Marshal. Like, who was that masked man? Bass Reeves worked in disguise regularly, just as the fictional Lone Ranger did. The Lone Ranger sidekick, Tonto, was stated to be a Potsawani Indian. That tribe was found in the Indian Territory, now the state of Oklahoma. George W. Trindle, owner of the Detroit radio station that began the Lone Ranger series, was a lawyer who took credit for coming up with the idea of the fictional character. Many of the felons Bass Reeves arrested were convicted in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Federal court and were transported and housed at the Detroit house of corrections in in Michigan when the lone ranger was first shown in the comics the movie serials he had a black mask that covered his face later for television the black mask was reduced just to cover a smaller portion of his face now people we've been seeing a lot of talk about Bass Reeves and again another one of those stories where they've told us one thing and once you do the research the truth comes out it's kind of why we're going to talk about Nicole Hannah Jones today and we'll get to her in a little bit but what you're finding here And what we're seeing so boldly is a history that doesn't want to be told by some people. And you know who those people are. Those are the CRT people. Something that doesn't exist. The boogeyman. Because they don't want to own up to their own history. I saw, what is it, M. Kamar Bell for CNN, CNN, and he asked three ladies, should a teacher tell her students that slavery is bad? And every one of them, all three of them said, no, she shouldn't tell them. Why not? Slavery was bad. Slavery was horrific. It was the stain that will never go away as far as I'm concerned. And it will never go away as, it's, as it relates to a lot of other people. And what you're seeing or what you saw with the Lone Ranger is the fact that here was a white lawyer and a radio station who who heard about Bass Reeves, read the stories. I mean, his story is chronicled. You know, (laughs) Judge Roy Bean, the hanging gallows in Fort Smith, Arkansas, you want to look up some interesting history, go check that out. His story is chronicled all across the West and Northwest Arkansas. So here's an attorney who took this story about a man, took his story, made him into a white man, and made, I don't know, quite a bit of money off of him because they don't want to tell you about history. It's it's amazing to me. You know, I've talked a lot, and I was going through some notes that I had posted on Facebook. And speaking of history, because if this country is going to be true to what the Constitution says, then you've got to, regardless of what your history is, you've got to embrace it. So I ran across this piece, and it's 16 Terrible Facts About American Founding Fathers that didn't make it in the history books. Now, I'm not going to go through all 16 of them, but there are a couple of them. You know, we we talked about Patrick Henry. Uh, Patrick Henry was the first governor of post-colonial Virginia, imprisoned his mentally ill wife in the cellar until she eventually took her own life. This was Patrick Henry. Somebody that you all revered. Patrick Henry also was the person uh, who championed the Second Amendment because Patrick Henry was afraid that there were more slaves than there were white people. And they needed to have arms in order to protect themselves from slaves because revolts were happening all out, all through the new world. But y'all didn't know that, did you? That's why we have the Second Amendment. That's why I'm telling you that, <clears throat> excuse me. Everything that we do, everything that the Constitution is based on, is based on slavery. You go through the history and there was law after law after law that was passed to keep black people from being successful. But let me go on. That was Patrick Henry, okay? Um Judge George White poisoned his grandnephew with arsenic after he threatened to disinherit the 17-year-old for stealing from his house. I want to get to a couple others, all right? Because I want you all, and, I, and I've talked about this before. Uh, I want to get to your, your, your the uh, president, all right? Upholding the key provisions of slavery during his administration... George Washington, despite considering himself a delightful master, was among the cruelest Virginia slave owners of his day. This was George Washington, okay? See, these are the things that they don't want you to know. They don't want want you to understand how we got here. Because, see, once you understand how you got here, then you'll know or you'll begin to figure out how to get what you need to be successful. Let me just read this about good old George. And there's another piece about George. I'm not gonna, but the last one is the one I've talked about before. To show you how cruel George Washington was. In fact, I think there are three of them in there with him. Because one I'll just go ahead and tell you. You know, when we grew up, they used to tell you that George Washington had wooden teeth. That was a lie. Okay? That was a lie. George Washington did have false teeth. But they would pull teeth from slaves And make George Washington's His his teeth Kid you not This was your founding father Okay Uh, All the evidence exists that Washington restrained reservations uh, About the uh, institution Of slavery A less recognized fact is that The first American president did not hesitate To ruthlessly exploit The practice throughout his life A slave owner from age 11 By the time of his death the estate of Mount Vernon would encompass 317 slaves, of which 123 were personally owned by Washington. Uh, As was typical of the Virginia, Virginia slaves, these unfortunate persons were compelled to work from dawn to dusk under penalty of corporal punishment. However, Washington is believed to have been considerably harsher than other slave owners. With one visitor remarking in 1798 that Washington acted with more severity than his own neighbors. That's your boy George, okay? That's your boy George. Considering himself a kind master, Washington nevertheless demanded constant work from his property. Slaves suffering from injuries, including on one occasion, an 83-year-old slave named Gunner was punished for not working sufficiently. Washington repeatedly ship slaves to the West Indies should they irk him, wherein as the slaves knew, they faced harsh conditions and limited life expectancy. That's your boy George Washington. Okay, let's see. We got a couple of more from George, and we'll take our break because I want y'all to understand. we We talked about George's teeth, okay? George Washington's dentures were not made of wood as often taught in American schools, but rather from the teeth of enslaved Africans. Hello, okay? Dr. John Louis Meyer, George Washington's dentist, was known to place newspaper advertisement for persons who are willing to dispose of their front teeth. The standard rate was two guineas for a good tooth, but Washington's record denotes the price paid as being less than seven guineas for nine. In fact, the ledger specifically states, cash paid Negro for nine teeth combining his historical documentation with surviving pair of Washington's dentures. Hmm. One more for Washington. So, as you go and you look at this, and the reason I'm doing this, because when you when you really dig into the history, oh, here's another one by George. George Washington was actually a prolific liar okay <laughs> he was a prolific liar wow bet I bet y'all to know that uh here's good old Thomas Thomas Jefferson compelled under false pr- uh, promises a teenage female slave to serve as his concubine after the death of his wife see how nicely they put that in other words Thomas Jefferson she was she would she was 14. She was raped. See, they don't want you to talk about this. I'm just saying. I got to get to George's last. Okay? I got to get to George's Because this is the one thing that, to me, colors George Washington more than anybody else. And this is part of the reason I don't stand for the national anthem. And I don't salute the presidents, those former presidents. Let me read this to you, and then we'll be done, and we'll go on. I've talked about this before, but I want you to hear it again. This is your founding father, George Washington, someone that many people claim that was such a great person. We know now that that was not the case. George Washington deliberately exploited a legal loophole in Pennsylvania law to avoid being forced to emancipate his slaves while serving as president of the United States. After the ratification of the United States Constitution, whilst a new city was built to serve as the capital of fledgling of the fledgling nation in Washington DC, the city of Philadelphia was selected to serve as the temporary capital remaining the seat of government for the duration of Washington's two terms as president. The commander-in-chief was forced to relocate to Philadelphia, bringing with him a number of enslaved persons to serve in his household. In 1780, Pennsylvania had passed the Gradual Abolition Act, stipulating that slaves were freed after they reached the age of 28, along with those who had lived in the state for more than six months. In order to avoid surrendering his property, Washington would transport his slaves back to Mount Vernon Vernon, or on some occasions, literally, literally to the state lines every six months. Through this method, he kept deliberately secret To avoid scandal, Washington was able to perpetually reset the clock on his slave's freedom and circumvent the clear intended purpose of the 1780 Emancipation legislation. Reflecting his sustained desire to retain his Negro possessions, Washington also signed into law the Fugitive Slave Act of 1793 in addition to launching a three-year search for an escaped female slave who fled to New Hampshire after learning she had been given given as a wedding present. That's your boy, George Washington. So that's what this CRT stuff is all about, folks. We're going to talk about that a little bit more because... The whole, Nicole Hannah Jones is in the news, and good for her. Because I hope she opens some eyes. We'll talk about her when we return. Plus, we've got some other stuff on the agenda. You're listening to Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, on jointedradio.com.
0: Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877 go Love ins
1: The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this
2: is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight, you will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 663 1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibis, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553.
3: Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days Radio Show It's a praise project We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists And gospel artists from all over the world Never ever heard of And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions To why and how they came up with their music Don't forget, the Deacon Days Radio Show It's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com
1: All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues our solutions. Our voices, is 855 525 5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me. Hey, I apologize for the voice. I'm I'm having sinus problems. And it's been an ongoing issue. That's all I can say. It's it's a struggle, trust me. But we're going to we got to we got to trudge on through, baby. So, uh we are talking a little bit about um, this country and its history, because I think M. Kamal Bell, when I saw that piece, it just really encapsulates what some white people are trying to get accomplished here, and just simply whitewash history. I mean, they had whitewashed history, and that's if you didn't hear the earlier part of the show. That's why I did that piece on Bass Reeves and juxtaposed him to the Lone Ranger, because that's one clear clear piece of evidence of how white people have whitewashed history down through the years to benefit themselves and degradate or degrade black people, specifically black people. Last week, if you remember, we talked about uh, the Welfare, the welfare uh, Act in 1935, how they wrote into the code that black people were not eligible. Uh, we talked about the housing bill that was passed and how they wrote into the code how black people would not be eligible or could not meet the eligibility uh, standards. Uh, it, it if you ever saw the the play *Raisin in the Sun* by Lorraine Hansberry, uh, that had something to do with it. Um, but so this has been an ongoing issue, and it's and then of course you heard me. Uh, I wanted to read the stuff about the founding fathers because you have to understand how this country was built, if you're going to fix it. And quite often we hear a lot of these people talk about how these people were Christian people, how this is a Christian nation. But when you examine these people, they were nowhere near being Christian at all. You know that's part of the reason When they founded separation of church and state Because that was not their Intent (laughs) You know a couple of things I didn't read In here that you know that The majority of the time the founding fathers Were quasi drunk every day Y'all know that So (laughs) you know Maybe it's a good thing that they wrote The declaration of independence And the constitution While they were drunk Because God knows where we'd be if they were sane. You know what I'm saying? So these were not, we want to love them as great men, but they were terribly flawed. But you cannot have one part and not talk about the other part. And that's what a lot of people are trying to do now. That's what this whole thing uh, uh, About as far as critical race theory Is concerned We're trying to whitewash all of this history So that we can make white people Feel good about themselves And sorry That dog ain't going to hunt It just ain't going to hunt baby So It kind of segues Into Nicole Hannah-Jones as you know, Nicole Hannah-Jones is the author of the 1619 Project. Got rave reviews from the New York Times. Okay? And there has been an update, if you had forgotten, she actually uh, sued North Carolina, North Carolina University and uh, because they wanted to offer her a position and didn't want to give her tenure, although other people in that position had gotten tenure. <clears throat> so she's reached a settlement regarding a lawsuit with the University of North Carolina, according to CNN. uh, She's a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. She filed a suit after she was denied tenure by the University of North Carolina Board of Trustees, despite being recommended, by the way, uh, for tenure by the tenure committee. Now, the New York Times reported that Hannah Jones had been offered the night chair in race and investigative journalism position at the university but without tenure okay so it's interesting that they offered her that now this article doesn't talk about how much what would the settlement I would be curious to know all right but anyway they offered it without tenure unlike the two previous people in the position. Critics believe politics was to blame for the slight. Hannah Jones is 46. Of course, as we said, she's the creator of the 1619 Project, uh, uh, an essay written for the New York Times that examines how the legacy of slavery and segregation in the United States is embedded in its legal systems or critical race theory. So that's my point. And that's why I'm going back and I'm doing these little tidbits on history to show you how it is embedded in our in our history and everything we do. That's why I wanted to read that stuff about George Washington, okay? That's why I talk about Thomas Jefferson and all the others because it's important for us to understand if we're going to fix this problem, then we got to understand that there's a problem. All right? Jones also won the Pulitzer Prize for commentary in 2020 for her work. However, right-wing politicians attacked Jones, uh, Hannah Jones, and critical race theory, including a wealthy donor to UNC who actively opposed her appointment to the Post. After receiving backlash from students, faculty, and UNC alumni for weeks, the board reversed its course, and offered tenure. Jones, Hannah Jones, rejected the UNC offer and instead accepted a position as the night chair in race and journalism at Howard University with tenure. President and director counsel of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Janae Nelson, said Hannah Jones is glad to have the matter behind her. According to her statement, Ms. Hannah Jones is grateful to have the matter behind her and she looks forward to continuing her professional work committed to using the power of investigative journalism to expose the truth about the manifestations of racism in our society and training the next generation of aspiring journalists to do the same at her academic home of Howard University. We believe this settlement will help support the ongoing work towards addressing racial inequality at the university so they mad they were mad boy they were man they were they were spitfire mad that had uh, uh, Nicole Hannah Jones because she exposed some stuff see they don't want their kids to know how evil they were they don't want their kids to know this that's what this is all about It's crazy, yeah, it's real crazy, but this is our history, this is why I talk about it, this is why we need to talk about it more, we need to, look, you can't be afraid of it, you can't run from it, I'm going to tell you like this, man, right now, (laughs) I'm I'm doing Ancestry.com, okay, and My daughter got me involved in this. I love my baby girl. Hey, hey, Miss Channing. She got me involved in this because I'll be honest with you. I don't know who my dad is. My mom passed. She never told me. I'm going to be real. Okay? So we began to do research and I'm getting ready to send in my DNA. And my daughter told me because my daughter's a clinical psychologist so she's so professional. You know, she said, Dad, don't be afraid to don't be afraid of where the trail may lead you. She's right. And that's that's and what she means by that, that people have went through this and found things that they didn't expect. And I'll be honest with you, I've went through it already and found some things that's kind of surprised to me. I've got to do a little bit more research. I'll give you an example. Um, his name is God, I can't even think of his name. Uh Caleb Cohen. Caleb Cohen is spelled K-A-L-E-B K-O-E-N. He was, he can be traced all the way back to 1777. He's in my family tree. I've got to do a little bit more research. But (laughs) based on what I found in Amazon, I mean, uh, ancestry.com. And of course, we know that there are white people in our history. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But that was one of the fascinating things that I found out just doing a cursory glance at what she what she discovered. And as she said, dad, don't be afraid to don't be afraid of where the trail leads you. And I say that about history as well is you go in with a hypothesis. A hypothesis is a educated guess, is not fact, It's based on what you think you may know about a certain subject. But then you begin to research that subject and you may have preconceived notions initially, but by the time you get to the end of the journey or oftentimes as you go through the journey, those preconceived notions, and oftentimes, are dispelled, become laughable. And if you are a true historian, a, a a a real seeker of truth, then you let the information lead you. Of all the research that I did, quite often I would run across historians who would say that very thing in the number of books that I have on various African history and culture. You see, so if we're going to examine and understand our history, we can't be afraid of where the path leads us. We already know that it's a sordid past. And it's a sordid path. We have to walk the path and examine it if we are to be that more perfect union. It's the only way. And I know a lot of people don't want to do that. I know it scares you because it's, it's, it's that old cognitive dissonance thing is that your mind just won't let you Even though you're presented with those facts. But your mind will not let you do it because you're so used to living that lie. That's what propaganda has done to you. That's what America has done to you. That's what America has done to us all. That's why I started with that Bass Reeves thing. Because I said as a kid, I cheered for the Lone Ranger. In fact, we used to when we were kids, they used to get little cap guns. These everybody know now you don't buy guns for kids now, but back then you had the little roller caps. You'd put in a gun and it had a it had a uh, pearl pearl like handle, pearl looking handle, it wasn't real pearl. And a silver, the rest of it was silver. And you had a lone ranger hat and you had one of them them little stick horses. I didn't have all that crap, but they sold that crap, and you'd ride around pow 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 pow. Them little caps. Every time you pull, pull the trigger, it would it would hit. We were brainwashed. It wasn't until, I don't know, I guess. Man, I guess I was 14 or 15 when I began to realize it. And here's how I started understanding what was going on. Uh, I went to a CME church. And if I remember correctly, well, I know we, we would have some uh, CME conferences every summer. So it would move from place to place. And growing up, you know, we had a CME church, a sister church in Fort Smith, Arkansas. So we would have the conference there. Often So in going to Fort Smith By the way that's Kind of how I met my high school girlfriend too Uh, Going to Fort Smith I learned history about Fort Smith By accident Bass Reeves who is this guy You know And I think what really I want to say what really got me curious Was the thing about Fort Chaffee And then you heard growing up about Judge Roy Bean What you didn't hear Who was Baz Reeves? So I think it was about 13 or 14 when I began to hear about Baz Reeves and looked into it and sure enough, this guy was black. This was the Lone Ranger. (laughs) I mean, I was flabbergasted. So whitewashing history has been the modus operandi For America, and what Nicole Hannah Jones said was right. She's right, one hundred percent right. That you all have basically changed history, and it's important for us to examine it. And everything that we've done, the judicial system, all of these laws. I just told you, Patrick Henry. He was, you know, that's the reason we got the 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 Second Amendment is Patrick Henry because they were afraid. The blacks are going to, what they don't tell you, you're talking about revisionist history, they don't tell you that they were having slave revolts on a regular basis. On a regular basis. And they needed a militia to put down those, those revolts. Thus the Second Amendment. <laughs> Go look it up. <laughs> I'm not, that's... Y'all know by the time, if you've been listening to this show long enough, you know I, I don't say anything that is not fact. Okay? That's where the Second Amendment came from. Nicole, Nicole Hannah-Jones is correct that everything, look, with the vagrancy laws and loitering laws came from after the Civil War. You know that, right? Because that's how they re black people. Men. They didn't want you hanging around so they could, they could cite you for loitering and send you off to a work camp. For X amount of days That's where all that comes from it, it, She is exactly right And unless we examine it all Unless we take a serious look About what is going on Or what has went on In America You're not going to fix it And it's doomed It's doomed And based on some of the other things We're going to talk about later in the show We might be already on that slippery slope And we're halfway down the mountain. (laughs) Wow. We'll take a break. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinetradio.com. I'm David W. Coleman, host of Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine. We here at joinedradio.com would like to thank you for all the love and support you've given us. Our goal is to keep you inspired and informed daily with quality programming from gospel music, news talk, and sports. Log on to joinedradio.com for the program lineup. And while there, be sure to make a donation, then download our app and carry us anywhere in the world. Please continue to spread the word about joinedradio.com. And if you are an entrepreneur or have an upcoming event or you'd like to start a show, let the professional writers and producers here at joinetradio.com help you get the word out. Call me at 615-554-0568 for more details. In the meantime, stay informed and inspired daily right here on joinetradio.com.
2: Hello to quality time at Marcos. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the Primo moments and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giammarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, Primo.
1: David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to Ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout, and you'll shout, "Bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's Ribrub.com. Easy to order, and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'da thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Hey, folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on jointedradio.com We like to say it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. <sighs> God, man, black folks, we got man, we got a battle ahead of us. I- I'm thinking back to the piece I played the other day about the uh, the net worth of black folks by 2082 will be zero. Man. I'll be dead by then. Man, I we, we gotta get some we gotta get going. We gotta get going. I'm just saying, and it just doesn't seem that anything that we do helps. Here's a story about education. And what's frustrating about this, and now that we know that the lie that has been told that black women are the most educated minority group in in the world in America is not true. That's got to burst some bubbles. We, we hear that a lot. Uh, and I'll be honest, I've used that terminology up until I learned differently. I saw statistics. By the way, white women are most educated. Black women, and it amazes me how black women will look down their noses at black men who are, who are not degreed. And don't realize that the gap between black men and black women are only 10%. Black women are usually afforded better opportunities to go to college than black men. Believe it or not, the majority of the black men that go to college are usually athletes. <laughs> I'm just, don't get mad at me. But black women, 36% of black, uh, black women have degrees. 26% of black men have degrees. So that gap is not that far and it's closing, but the concern is the gap what is the gap as it relates to the overall population when it comes to black people, white people, Hispanics, and the lack. That's what people are concerned about. And this story talks about the racial gap in college graduation widening under funding model model that was now this is the, the, the trip thing about it. They they put together this model that was supposed to change the dynamics and make it, make it better where more black people were going to college and it was equal. <laughs> it amazes me how white people do things supposedly to help black people and it continues to hurt black people I, I, I'm, it's just mind-boggling to me, and that goes all the way back to the Freedmen's Bureau. Still tripping off the fact that George Washington signed in the law of the Fugitive Slave Act of seventeen ninety-three. I'm just <laughs> man. We need our history. All right. So he, he, here here's here's the story. The big idea: performance-based funding, a policy in which states fund public colleges based on certain student outcomes, such as how many students graduate, hasn't benefited all students equally in Tennessee and Ohio. That's according to a new study in which we analyzed U.S. Department of Education data on public colleges and universities in these states between 2004 and 2015. We compared institutions in Ohio, Tennessee, to institutions and states that did not have performance-based funding policies during the same time frame, okay? In some cases, black, Hispanic, Native American, and Alaskan Native students did, in fact, earn more certificates as well as associate and bachelor's degrees. However, the gap between them and white and Asian students grew even wider for bachelor degrees degrees in Ohio and for certificates in Tennessee. Performance-based funding is difficult from other college financial models. Historically, public colleges have been often funded based on how many students they enroll, not how many they graduate. Tennessee and Ohio are two ideal states to examine the effects of performance based funding. Both have implemented the system for many years and the nearly all state funding to performance, um, and tie nearly all state funding to performance. They also award additional funds uh, for credentials awarded to students from groups that historically have been underrepresented in college, such as adult students and low income students who are more likely who come from racial or ethnic minority groups. In Ohio, additionally fun- additional funds are also explicitly provided for credentials awarded to students from racial and ethnic minority groups. However, by 2015, five and six years after the performance-based funding that we studied began in Tennessee and Ohio, respectively, we found that racial gaps in credential attainment either stayed the same or got worse. The gaps we studied are between white and Asian students in comparison to black, Hispanic, Native American, Alaska Native counterparts in both states. The gap in associate degrees awarded did not measurably change in either state. However, in Tennessee, the policy increased the associate degrees awarded to white and Asian students but had no impact on black, Hispanic, Native American, uh, and Alaska Native students. Similarly, in Ohio, the policy had no impact on the social degrees awarded. Hmm. So we're telling our kids to go to school, get an education. I've been telling y'all that the education system is one of the biggest rip-offs in American history because the money that it costs to go to college is ridiculous. I, I believe every state should offer free tuition to a state-run college. Every state. Or a community college. If you want to educate your populace, that is the best way to do it. But here's the problem. You see, they don't really want to educate you because then you find out stuff like the Constitution. Constitution. You know, the the, the the key to certain people staying in power is to keep you ignorant. And you see the ignorance that has reared its head in people like Ted Cruz and and uh, uh, Louis Gohmert. God, Herschel Walker, Donald Trump. The whole goal is to keep you dumb and ignorant so you won't challenge the status quo. Because see, once you become educated, then you begin to ask questions. Although some of the people that I've seen become educated (laughs) Makes me wonder how they got their
2: degrees
1: (laughs) I'm just being real Don't get mad at me, yeah I said it So Might want to think about this folks Black people On every statistic we are trailing behind And people want to pretend like everything is so hunky dory. It's time to have a mind ectomy. It's time to take the old mind out and put a new mind in that's going to be about blackness, about black excellence across all of our socioeconomic gaps, black economics. Black empowerment, blackity, black, black, black.
0: insurance group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to javita nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states synergy insurance group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997 call javita at 877 go love ins she can help you with old-fashioned personal service Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of
1: this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748.
2: Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight, you will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 663 1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibis, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553.
3: Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days Radio Show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world. Never, ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Days Radio Show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com.
0: The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio.
1: Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Alright, welcome back to the show The second album of the show Black Focus Radio Our issues, our solutions, our voices 855-525-5683 Is the number That's how you get in touch with me If you'd like to join the show You can also um, um, Hit me up on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook And Twitter And usually after the show If you missed the, the initial airing you can catch the podcast And we use the repost that link as well So plenty of ways to get in touch with us um, For uh, the show if you need to to, to talk uh, I, I want to remind people also That we we want to We're going to start featuring a black business And I'm going to put some more out on this Here real soon But we want to start featuring a black business uh, We're probably going to do it Um, uh, we'll, we'll see the response I'd like to do it once a week uh, Every Friday Every Friday that we do a show uh, I, I'd like to do that Okay So so we'll talk about that uh, uh, As we move forward Also don't forget to Go out to the Facebook page For the um, The um, Thrasher Boys Club fundraiser Trying to raise some money for them uh, Please get involved With that Uh, As well Uh, I also want to I'm looking for something here Uh, I also want to um, Give a shout out to Mayor Frank Scott And I want to shout out to Mayor Scott uh, Because There was There's not a lot of places For people to go and Congregate And enjoy themselves and exercise And one of the things that that we did as kids, okay, there it is, that's what I'm looking for, what what we did as kids, was we were able to go to, various parks, and play basketball, so when they came through, and rebuilt, I-630, one of the, one of the, landmark parks, was under the, under the the uh the freeway, and what made it so great, it, it didn't matter. Well, let me take that back. I was gonna say it didn't matter how hot it was, but the fact of the matter is that it was under the bridge. It was it was always shady, and it had like one two. I think it had it had three courts. They were full courts, and uh, we played a lot. So when they built that bridge, they tore up the court. And the question was, were the courts going to ever come back? And apparently a lot of people asked that question of the mayor. I asked that question of the mayor because it was so, uh, it was ingrained in us to go to those courts to play. I rode my bike over there quite often off of uh, 12th Street. And apparently the courts are coming back. So, wanted to give that shout out to the mayor. Good job on your part. No ifs, ands, or buts uh, about it. So, this hour, we want to talk a little bit about Uvalde. There's been some information. I want to make sure that I talk about the pregnant woman getting a ticket in the HOV lanes. Uh, It's pretty clear that it just goes to show you that these people that make these laws... They have no common sense whatsoever. It's amazing. And they are representatives of us, so we are the ones that send them to make these stupid-ass laws. And But we'll get to that later on <laughs> That's well. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And we got to talk about the Georgia DA and, uh, because she ain't playing. So let's do this. Let's get Uvalde out of the way. There has been a preliminary report uh released I'm only going to read about the responders you know there were there were two aspects uh well there were more than two aspects but the and let me they entitled um this is part of the executive summary and they they go into details about the school and some of the security things that they could have that that were out of place and we knew that uh, a, a, a unique way to try to throw the school under the bus uh, uh, that what I found but here's what it said about the responders since 1999 Columbine tragedy the law enforcement community has recognized the critical importance of implementing active shooter training for all officers regardless of, regardless of specialty also all officers must now acknowledge that stopping the killing of innocent lives is the highest priority in active shooter response, and all officers must be willing to risk their lives without hesitation. At Robb Elementary, law enforcement responders failed to adhere to their active shooter training, and they failed to prioritize saving the lives of innocent victims over their own safety. The first wave of responders to arrive included the chief of the school district police and the commander of the Uvalde Police department SWAT team. Despite the immediate presence of local law enforcement leaders, there was an unacceptably long period of time before officers breached the classroom, neutralized the attacker, and began rescue efforts. We do not know at this time whether responders could have saved more lives by shortening that delay. Regardless, law enforcement committed numerous mistakes in violation of the current active shooter training. And there are important lessons to be learned from each faulty assumption and poor decisions made that day. The Uvalde CISD's written active shooter plan directed the police chief to assume command and control of the response to an active shooter. Y'all don't see me but I have a perplexed look On my face I said this A couple of weeks ago And I still don't quite understand Why are you giving A school district police Officer chief or police chief Jurisdiction Over the local police department I don't understand that Can somebody explain That to me The chief of police was, once, was one of the first uh, responders on the scene. But as events unfolded, he failed to perform or to transfer to another person the role of incident commander. This was an essential duty he had assigned to himself in the plan mentioned above, yet it was not eff- effectively performed by anyone. The void of leadership could have contributed to the loss of life as injured victims waited over an hour for help and the attacker, continued to sporadically fire his weapon. A command, a command post, could have been transformed. Could have transformed chaos into order, including the deliberate assignment of tasks and the flow of information necessary to inform critical decision making. Notably, no one ensured the responders making key decisions inside the building uh, received information that students and teachers had arrived. Uh, had survived the initial burst of gunfire, were trapped in room 110, 111, and 112, and had called out for help. Some responders outside the uh, outside and inside the building knew that information through radio communications, but nobody in the command analyzed this information to recognize that the attacker was preventing critically injured victims from obtaining medical care inside of continuing to act as if they were addressing a barricaded subject scenario in which responders had time on their side. They should have reassessed the scenario as one involving an active shooter. Correcting this error should have sparked greater urgency to immediately breach the classroom by any possible means to subdue the attacker and to deliver immediate aid to surviving victims recognition of an active shooter scenario also should have been prompted should have prompted responders to prioritize the rescue of innocent victims over the precious time wasted in search of door keys and shields to enhance the safety of uh, law enforcement responders an effective incident commander located away from the drama unfolding inside the building would have realized that radios were mostly ineffective and that responders needed other lines of communication to communicate important information like the victims' phone calls from inside the classrooms. An off-site overall incident commander likely could have located a master key more quickly. several people on campus. Had one an off-site overall incident commander may have suggested checking to see if officers could open the door without a key. In hindsight, they probably could have. Now, what you all don't remember is that they were looking for these keys, right? And ultimately, the door was the, they never tried the door. The door was open. They never tried it okay amazing an offsite overall incident commander who properly categorized the crisis as an active shooter scenario should have urged using other secondary means to breach the classroom such as using a sledgehammer as suggested in active shooter training and entering through exterior windows people still don't know why y'all didn't, why, did y'all didn't set up snipers outside the window What kind of active shooter training that y'all do? Hell, I can play Call of Duty on my Facebook and get better training than that. (laughs) Wow. Uvalde CISD and its police department failed to implement the active shooter plan and failed to exercise command and control of law enforcement responding to the tragedy. But these local officials were not the only ones expected to supply the leadership needed during this tragedy. Hundreds of responders from numerous law enforcement agencies, many of whom were better trained and better equipped than the school district police, quickly arrived on the scene. Those other responders who also had received training in active shooting response and the relation of law enforcement agencies could have helped to address the unfolding chaos. So in other words, the new guys come on the scene, they got the same training. Maybe y'all y'all missing something. Maybe the problem is the damn training. That, 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 that's got to be it. <laughs> we can write report after report. But maybe the problem is the training because you just said the CISD which was the the local school district police department which that still boggles my mind that the look where do they have the school district police department running stuff typically when something like a tragedy happens when the real police show up y'all see control to them how is it that the school district is running this i i i I still have not figured that out. One more grab, All right. Yet in this crisis, no responder seized the initiative to establish an incident command post. Despite an obvious atmosphere of chaos, the ranking officers of other responding agencies did not approach the Uvalde CISD chief of police or anyone else perceived to be in command to point out the lack of and need for a command post or to offer that specific assistance. Several will suggest they were misled by false and misleading information they received as they arrived. However, the chaos described by almost all of them demonstrates that at a minimum, responders should have asked more questions this suggests training deficiency in that responding officer officers failed to adequately question the absence of command other responders failed to be sufficiently assertive by identifying the incident commander and offering their assistance or guidance or by assuming command in the absence of other responder of other responders having expressly done so in this sense the entirety of law enforcement and it's training preparation and response share systematic responsibility for many missed opportunities on that tragic day in other words y'all whole training apparatus failed But that really gives me hope when you hear the police talk about, well, we're going to give them more training. That whole situation failed. The great Texas Rangers, why didn't they take command and control? What, what, What about the FBI? Were they on the scene? Why didn't they take command and control? I don't understand this. Here's what I would probably do I mean maybe Why don't you make A shooting up a school A shooting in a school A felony You know kind of like they do the post office <clears throat> People don't mess with the post office They just don't do it You might get a nutbag every now and then Who will go and rob a mailman A postman but you know not to mess with them. They come after you. Why don't you do schools the same way? But I wanted to give you this update on your because we don't need a report to know that they failed miserably. We don't need a report to know that those police officers that day were cowards and still are cowards. All of them, the hundreds that showed up are cowards because at some point, what was what was the hero cop that we see portrayed so often on TV? Damn, I don't care about Captain's order. I'm going in. Hmm. Those guys really don't exist. <laughs> we know that now, right? Those guys don't exist. And of course, this report it, it, it's it's interesting. Because at the end of the day, the failure was on the police department. Now, there's a school part of that as well where they talk about the door should have been locked and they failed to follow policy and all that other stuff. That's, yeah, okay. That Yeah, we, we, we know that now that we've seen the video of the guy walking through the school. We've seen that now. We also saw the video of y'all standing outside the doors. High fiving, and one guy on a cell phone, and other guy using hand sanitizer. We've seen all of that, but at the end of the day, at some point, if you want to place blame, yeah, the shooter should have never done that. But every, as I said, you don't need training. These guys don't need training, as they're saying in this in this report. They need to be fired the cowards you you clearly stated that they all went through the active shooter training they all went through it they understand it's just like when you when you sign up as a police officer you understand that you can lose your life that's sad we hope you don't but we've had people police killed in the line of duty so you go through the attitude tra- shooter training and you're they're telling you the same thing again but you don't believe it apparently. You you that oath that you took was not important. It's amazing that you would stand outside that room and uh, and hear that sporadic gunfire and not someone charging that room. It's amazing that no one turned the doorknob to try and figure out all that time you claim you were waiting for a key. It's amazing that no one came and brought some explosives. A sledgehammer would have knocked that doorknob off, but even still, and maybe, look, I'm not an active shooter trainer, but if you got two doors, you put a charge on one door and you put a charge on the other door. And you blow them at the same time. You're going to disorient the shooter. And at that point, you charge through both doors. I'm still amazed that nobody had a sniper outside. The, The report even says that. Why didn't you try to affect some type of difference from an external window? I would like to know that. This this report doesn't explain that. Those kids lost their lives because these cops are cowards. They don't deserve to be police officers anymore. They need to quit. They need to be fired. You need to recruit a whole new lot. Because the same thing is going to happen next time. We'll take a break. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com.
0: Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877 go ins She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877 go ins
1: The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748.
2: Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight, you will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 663 1553. We are open 5 days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibis, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553.
3: Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days Radio Show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world. Never, ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Days Radio Show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11. CornetteRadio.com
1: Welcome back to the show 855-525-56 is the number That's how you're going to touch with the Black Focus Radio All right, Issues our solutions our voices Just to remind you that The protest in Akron Is still going on After the murder of Jalen Walker And yes it is a murder uh, And we talked uh, last week About 60 bullets uh, Hit him They shot 90 times It Kind of takes you back to what happened With Nicole Hannah Jones A lot of people being arrested It's amazing that a lot of this stuff Is not on the news If you noticed Why not If it wasn't for social media Would we even know this was going on Would we even know that this protest took place Over the weekend Probably not Very interesting very interesting. Speaking of justice, apparently, <laughs> um, I don't know if this, I think the January 6th committee is being effective. Now, to what extent, I don't know, but according, according to the, the DOJ supports the January 6th committee subpoena of Mark Meadows amid reports uh, that Trump the, the Trump camp is going to throw him under the bus. <laughs> man, Donald Trump ain't nothing but a gangster, dude. He's a gangster. He's Teflon done, man. He will throw anybody under the bus. This is why it amazes me why so many people support this scam artist. And it is, am- I mean, the ultimate in the... Remember the Flim Flam Man? That that movie may be uh, too old for some of you all out there. But Donald Trump ain't nothing but a damn Flim Flam Man. And man, he duped an entire nation. And so much so that people have grobbled to his feet and have jeopardized their own careers. Wow. It's just amazing to me. The Justice Department said in court filing the House was justified in subpoenaing subpoenaing, subpoenaing Mark Meadows. So you better get ready, Mark, and all you other guys who are ignoring these subpoenas, what that says right there is that, hello, it's the Justice Department. We're about to knock on your door. I hope your house is in order. The filing was part of a lawsuit Meadows filed against Nancy Pelosi uh, and the January 6th committee. It comes a month after the Justice Department declined to hold Meadows in contempt of Congress. Hmm. We'll see what happens here. Why do they keep following this guy? Does he have like dirty pictures on all of these people? It just doesn't make any sense to me, man. This guy was a bum. This guy was a was was a. I mean, he was nothing more than a caricature on television. And all of a sudden, people and it just what it does really show you is the power of the media. How the media can 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 color a person. We know this in the black community because the media has been doing that for decades as it relates to how people perceive black people. But here was a guy who had a television show that was fairly successful. He had he was a charlatan throughout his career. It's amazing that he avoided jail time as much as he did. Couldn't didn't pay his uh his uh his creditors. None of that stuff. And then rose to become president because he was popular on a damn show. And even though he lied constantly, people still supported him. And still support him. Even to the point where they're talking about he was he was the Messiah. Whew. Oh Lord have mercy. America is doomed Tell my kids Maybe y'all need to move to another country Let's all move move to Africa And build back up Africa I don't know This is just I, I, I just don't get it I mean does he have dirty pictures of everybody This man calls his wife Another man's wife ugly Says his father was a uh, help kill JFK And you grovel at his feet? I I don't. I'm sorry. I I don't understand, folks. I don't understand. It is just simply mind-boggling to me. More on the January 6th and election type stuff. This is from Georgia. The Atlanta area district attorney investigating Donald Trump and his allies' uh, efforts to overturn the twenty. A uh, 20 election in Georgia sent a target letter to state Republican Party Chair David Schaefer, warning him that he may be indicted as part of his of her investigation, according to two sources familiar with the matter. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis L- Willis's letter Friday indicates a shift from the Georgia prosecutors. As they previously reassured Schaefer and other fake electors for Trump that they were considered witnesses rather than subjects or targets in the investigation. A notable distinction that suggests that the Atlanta area D.A. did not view their actions as criminal at the time. So what that potentially means is maybe there's been some more news that has come out that points to criminality. Schaefer, who has faced inquiries from federal investigators, Georgia prosecutors, and House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol, acted as a pro-Trump elector in Georgia. He also helped organize the fake slate of electors in the Peach State, which Trump lost by nearly 12,000 votes. Willis' Willis's office appeared to be trying to determine whether the pro-Trump electors in Georgia had any knowledge of their actions that their actions may have a, been a competent or a broader potentially illegal plot to pressure election officials to overturn Joe Biden's victory. The letter was the first reported by Yahoo, which also reported other Georgia officials received similar letters. Which Georgia officials hmm. Wouldn't we like to know? Okay. So, and of course, here is the typical. What Republicans do now is they break the law, and then the person that's pursuing them to make them own up to the law-breaking the Republicans try to get them ousted. So here's what they're doing now. Also Friday, Georgia State Senator Burt Jones asked a court to disqualify Williams Willis from any pro, uh, pr- uh, prosecution related to him, arguing uh, she has a conflict of interest and political bias in this case. Jones, a Republican, is currently running for lieutenant governor uh, in Georgia. Willis hosted a campaign fundraiser for Jones' Democratic opponent, Charlie Bailey, last month. Uh, so oh, so he's gonna, she's gonna pursue me because I'm running for attorney uh, attorney general. No, I mean lieutenant governor. No, you should not be running for lieutenant governor. None of these people should be in office. That's what needs to happen. These people need to be disgraced and turned out on their ears. That's what needs to happen more than anything else but this crap continues it continues it's amazing to me that these people are it's kind of like I. this is a bad analogy and I probably shouldn't use it but it's kind of like slapping your spouse and giving them a black eye And then y'all go out together and expect nobody to notice that black eye and that swollen lip. You know what I'm saying? This is unbelievable. But hopefully we're getting somewhere. You know, old Lindsay is trying to fight the subpoena, you know, and you, you know old Rudy trying to fight the subpoena. But funny Willis ain't playing. And potentially, old good old Orange guy could be down there. Kiss Orange. Mr. Insurrectionist himself. People need to quit beating around the bush and trying to pretend like Donald Trump didn't try to overthrow this country. It's pretty clear now. The evidence is stark. The evidence is shocking. And they're presenting stuff that I'm sure there's more stuff that we've not even heard about. You know, they tried to call uh, Cassidy Hutchison a liar when when she said that Donald Trump tried to choke one of his drivers Man, this whole thing stinks because now we know that, this, uh, that the Secret Service has gotten rid of text. This is crazy. When when Cassidy Hutchison made her claims, one of the loyal Secret Service men who loved Donald Trump said that it didn't happen. And now it's been corroborated by other people, other sources, and the police officer who actually saw it why are these people still running for office these people need to be in jail and anyone who wants to associate themselves with this uh, are white people so afraid of becoming a minority that they're willing to allow any any disrespect for the law and the constitution is that what's going on here It doesn't make any sense that this continues to happen and people are just turning a blind eye to it because if you're not going to do anything about it now what's going to happen the next time? We already know what's going to happen again and you got Donald Trump out there talking about well uh, I've already made my decision to run for uh, 2024 so wait a minute let me get this straight. Based on the information we know, this is not hearsay. This is information that is coming from Republican operatives and Republican insiders in the Trump administration. We know now all of the things that were going on inside that administration, how he, he, he pillaged and raped our coffers for his own benefit, his daughter and son-in-law's benefit, Enriched himself. Lorded over a coup. And y'all telling me that it's okay to give him back as president. Made the Justice Department his own. Are y'all serious? Is that what we've devolved to now? That Donald Trump is the standard bearer for the the, the the Constitution of the United States. Now, look, I know if you were listening to the beginning of the show, we know that there were a lot of people. Our founding fathers were turds. And I'm being kind. Go back, when you get the podcast for the show, go back and listen to the first part of the show when I talked about 16 peculiar things from our founding fathers. So is Donald Trump trying to match that? Is that what we're trying to do? Because, you know, you know, they've already attempted to try to make Donald Trump one of the worst presidents in the, in, in the uh, history of American presidency. I don't know that he is that now that I know so much more about Washington and Jefferson. But he's certainly up there in the pantheon of the worst presidents. But what boggles my mind is people, particularly white people, who follows this guy blindly. And he's clearly a charlatan and a liar. I'm trying to, there's a movie about oh man, this guy stumbled upon, I don't know, I maybe it wasn't a movie. Maybe I need to, we need to see a movie. The Accidental President. Don't know what the hell he's doing. And the, the other thing about it is how the Christian right, and it just shows you that the word Christian in, in that is an oxymoron. Because there's nothing about what they do as Christian. They may read the Bible and go to church, but there's nothing about Donald Trump that upholds Christian values. So why the the love affair with him? It, it just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's a question we got to continue to ask. We have to demand more from our leaders. <laughs> and you start by going to the polls. I don't care if you have to vote your person out every every rotation, every election. All right, you didn't do what you're supposed to do. We're going to vote for this guy. I don't care if you have to do that. At some point, they'll get the message. Back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. On joinetradio.com.
0: Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS.
1: The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National Producer Numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this
2: is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight, you will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 663 1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibis, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553.
3: Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days Radio Show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world. Never, ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Days Radio Show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com.
1: David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B dot com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order, and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. to thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at RibRub.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. <laughs> Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me. I'm chuckling because of the next story that I'm going to cover. And it goes back to just shows you the ignorance of these people that are passing laws. And it's, it's a cute story, but it's an interesting story that falls right in line with what's going on in America today as these culture wars continue to happen. Brandon Batone was driving in the HOV lane meant for at least two people per vehicle in Dallas, Texas two weeks ago when she was pulled over by police the officer noted there didn't seem to be anyone else in the car but Batone had a retort I'm 36 weeks pregnant he said is there somebody else in the car and looking around I said yes there he is and he said well where? I pointed at my stomach, and I was like, right here. He said, well, it's two bodies outside of the body, so that doesn't count. I was kind of in shock, and I was like, well, in light of everything that's happened, and I'm not trying to make a huge political stance here, but do you understand that this is a baby <laughs> oh wow 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 and of course she's referring to the Supreme Court ruling about now that you know hey uh that's a the fetus is now a a, a person okay so if we're talking about um... And this is from Lona Coombs, who is a former Los Angeles County prosecutor. She says, if we're talking about a fetus being a person, there's a lot of other rights that attach to being a person that will be litigated in the courts, such as, does my fetus qualify for tax exemption? That's a good question. Wait a minute. You're saying that a fetus is a person, right? So when pregnant women file their taxes next year, at what point can they file them on the taxes? Bet y'all didn't think about that, did you? Okay. Does my fetus qualify for citizenship? So if there's an alien person—I mean, I shouldn't say an alien person—an uh, undocumented immigrant who gets in America becomes present, becomes present, a uh, pregnant. Now, usually when the baby is born in America, that automatically gives them American citizenship. But now, a fetus is a person. Okay? Does my fetus qualify for child support? Well, Well, based on the law, I guess you're right. It's not fair. Although, wait a minute, you can kill it. Or you can make me pay child support. uh, Don't get me on that again. Okay, <laughs> so those are all interesting issues that are going to be that's going to have to be litigated in court. How is that going to stand up against the law? If you te- if the Supreme Court is telling you that that fetus is now a human being from the time of conception, then at that point there are all kinds of implications, and this young lady has an interesting argument that. According to the Supreme Court, this fetus that was in her stomach is a person. So with that being said, she can drive in HOV, HOV lanes. Now again, those of you who don't know what HOV lanes are, uh, uh, HOV stands for high occupancy vehicles. And in most major cities, these lanes are designated for carpoolers. Usually you have to have at least two people In the car, in order to drive in HOV lanes. And man, over the years, there have been just some great stories about how people have faked having people in HOV lanes. (laughs) I'm thinking, excuse me, I don't know what state it was in, but I'm thinking about a guy who uh, got one of those porn blow up dolls and dressed it up. And was driving in the HOV lanes and got caught and had been doing it for some time. So if you're not in a from a bigger city, you wouldn't understand what HOV lanes are, but people take them seriously. And I'ma tell you in Los Angeles, you get in them lanes, you can forget about it, bro. You getting a ticket. They just take your they just take your picture. I mean, you could if you jump over there to pass. And you might jump back over. Uh, Nope, don't do it. So, most, well, all cities take these HOV lanes seriously. So, when you get out in them, you got to get busted. You got to get caught. It never fails. So, this young lady was in her car. And it's, I I just wonder, (laughs) Clearly she had a great argument by by what she said to the police. So it's pretty clear that she was she said, "Hey, I'm pregnant. This is now this is now a human being, although it's not born yet." Man, there are all kinds of implications, man. What if you take go to the doctor and you take some medication and it kills the fetus? are you now going to be charged with manslaughter or murder wow I just thought about that I'm just sitting here there are all kinds of implications do you get a social security card at the time you get pregnant gosh again you've got idiots trying to be trying to be leaders and have never really looked at the implications of all of this because they don't care they're not concerned about governing for a the populace they're concerned about governing for their fat cat buddies and their friends you scratch my back I scratch your back But this is an interesting argument we're going to keep our eye on this particular case because this case is interesting I think I mean this attorney is right can you file your fetus under tax deduction there are all kinds of potential arguments that now can be made hmm Wow, (laughs) what a mess we're in. It just makes me shake my head. I'm getting a headache even dealing with this crap. Just crazy, man. I hate to say it, but white people have lost their minds. And it's all because, as I said last week, it's all because of this, this attack on separation of church and state. It's all because of some people are trying to make Christianity our state religion and I think that's just in my mind that's my cognitive dissonance that is fighting this and that's why I continue to talk about it that's why I continue to bring up the founding fathers and and how pathetic they were those were not Christians never were never will be you can't own slaves and claim yourself to be a Christian you can't hate black people and claim yourself you can't hate people. That encompasses all of us. You can't hate people and claim to be a Christian. You just can't. You can't you can't be you can't be a Republican and claim to be a Christian. Because if Jesus would have come back today, most of you Republicans would spit on him. You can't talk about racism without talking about white supremacy. You can't talk about white supremacy without talking about Christianity. They're tied. They're interwoven. And it's the root of racism. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.